Okay, good morning. So how is it going with the course now? I seem to be able to drop everybody. <laughs> I should never blame the ones who are present for the others who are not present, right? So thank you for showing up. Um, the homeworks, how are they going at the moment? Because I understand that you have other courses. Uh, everybody is demanding a lot in December. There is still one left. Sorry? So there is still one left. Just the last one, yeah. You, you can do it. Um, but the, the, the DSP and some of the optimization and these principles you have been able to... I, I, I hope that you will enjoy doing the, the image reshuffling stuff. Did you look at the next homeworks? You don't know what's there to come yet. <laughs> It's, it's very easy. You, you start with the image. In here it's black and white pixel image, but you have the RGB color pixel image, and the rows have been reshuffled. So you see this, and the question is what the original image might be. Uh, because in here, the row that is next, on the next row, you have almost similar pixels, almost similar colors. Um, so, so that's why the reordering of uh, rows and columns, but well, I think there was one which is just reordering rows, kind of asks, uh, can we understand the underlying data? In here, when it's 0, 1 pixel values or 0, 1 uh, binary vectors, so we can visualize it in black and white image. And intuitively, of course, what we want to have is we want to have clusters that are similar. So all these attributes, well, in this case, the, in this case uh, these are like attributes and these are the different counts. Do they have this and this and this attribute? Uh, so you can clearly see that these three Sorry, these cities uh, 2, 15, 12, 7, and 4 are identical. No, they are not identical. The three are four in here are identical. They have the same, exactly the same attributes. The distance between these four is zero, right? If you define it by distance, by Hamming distance. You look at this, there is one extra. Hamming distance is one. From this column to this column, difference is in one pixel, one value, if you ask how many values are different, this is different, all the others are equal. And in here, going here to there, the difference is two. So you can apply the distance. Uh, in this case, the simple having distance, counting how many values are different is uh, enough. And then the clustering algorithm uh, should bring all these together because they are identical, plus then the question is what will happen to uh, 
3 and 2. Um, from this data, you just need to start um, then, well, if your algorithm would identify that oh, 7, 12, and 15, they share exactly the same three black uh, dots in here, right? So 7, 12, and 15, they are identical. And there you go. Then you, then you hope that uh, somehow the algorithm should should be able to detect the similarities in here, the, si the similarities in here, there, and come up with a nice, uh, with a nice visualization. <coughs> From this data, well, you could say that, oh, this is one, you can give it another name, by cluster, by cluster, clustering two ways, rows and columns, making it be clustering. You can say that there is one cluster in here, two, three, well, it, and it depends what will happen to these individual dots in, in there. At least one, two, three major clusters. And one, two, three have been highlighted in here, I think. So that's exactly these three clusters that was manual reordering, one, two, three. And then, then you can observe, so this value will go there. Right? So this row gives rise to this, 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 this. So reordering, uh, reordering the rows and columns so that we understand the underlying uh, data. Clusters of uh, rows, clusters of columns, so-called B clusters. Uh, for B clustering, uh, you can do clustering in one dimension, in one direction. You get ordering of rows, and then independently do the clustering in the other dimension, get the ordering of the columns, and then hope to recover uh, what is in the data. Right? So you can apply just, for example, hierarchical clustering and hierarchical clustering and get first intuition what might be there. And then there are these different, um, I think I will, I will have something about this. I'm not sure if, if I can reproduce exactly the manual on the, table, on, the, on the blackboard, how to get from there to there by this sort of conformity scale. But I think I, I have some slides about some basic ideas of conformity. But you can see some, some heuristics may uh, help to recover these clusters in slightly different ways. But, but, the, but the grouping on the top left to somehow please the eye the most, uh, this was by, by human being. If you are given the data and you know that these shapes could be achieved, then you can probably write a program that at least tries to optimize for this kind of shapes. If we somehow can define the goodness measure or objective measure, what is maximal in this as versus in here. How to say that this is better than this one or that one? This one is kind of strange because cluster, by clustering you would assume that these two would be at least next to each other because the, 
14 and 10, they are identical, right? Uh, so there could be, there should be some objective measure that we define that this is best, then you could ask, for example, your optimization technique to try up with, uh, with the different ways to reorder and uh, just plug in some of the optimization heuristics and try to come up with the best uh, solutions. In the small cases, you have a lot of time to look at many combinations, right? Many, well, you can, this one you, you can maybe even do almost, no, 15. Maybe you can do almost exhaustively by some clever tricks uh, because you don't want to have the 15 permutations, but no, 16. What is factorial of 16? How many different you order it? But you can probably identify some which are identical, so in, in reality, you can drop this uh, number on this example, not in general case. But in this example, you don't need to do factorial of 16 because there are many that are identical columns. You could collapse them and say that they stay together what, no matter what. Uh, okay, and uh, we sort of said that there may be some, some natural ordering. For example, we gathered data and from archaeological excavations, and the natural ordering is to order the data attributes that have been found by the time of the historical time when that site was active uh, by our ancestors. So in here, just uh, to reiterate, uh, just data, row reordering by hierarchical clustering may give you kind of arbitrary view in here because in hierarchical clustering we never asked which way we should turn any of the nodes. There is n minus 1 branches, internal nodes in the binary tree. It is a binary tree always merges 2 and every time you can go both ways and they will be all different uh, different orders, right? So two choices to the power of n minus 1. After you have hierarchical clustering, in a way you could say that 2 to the n minus 1 different reorderings of the hierarchical clustering. There could be one very simple, <laughs> I think the simplest uh, way to, to get from this data to this one would say that we always um, calculate average and in here, uh, if, uh, if green is the small numbers or light, light weight values, then we say that the light, lighter rows will float on top. Right? So you can always say that, okay, the lighter one will be on top, and then comparing this uh, on average to this, you can say the lighter one is top. Right? You can always say that the, the bright colors are on top. In your homework, you could attempt something like that, right? Easy. You would get this ordering. Or you could say that 
you would like to get the ordering so that going from, from this cluster to the next, the, the boundary is the smallest. So that try to optimize this cluster so that when you go to the next, then it's small hop. So it becomes kind of traveling salesman problem that going from one to next to next to next to next order is smallest. The sum of the differences from one row to the next. Uh, and uh, despite there being two to the power of n minus one different reorderings, um, actually algorithms have been um, I saw that in bioinformatics context, uh, there was a guy, some Finnish guy at MIT. So they, they, they uh, did some, uh, proposed this kind of reordering of hierarchical clustering. And I think they had applied some kind of uh, uh, dynamic programming. And, uh, and uh, I think it was uh, n square or n to the power of 3 uh, cubic complexity. It, it might have been n squared, but hierarchical clustering itself is n squared time algorithm. So, so basically, in the same order of uh, time, you get also some heuristic to minimize uh, the differences going from one cluster to the other. Uh, okay. Um, so that kind of is the is the background. CMPOP, we showed it here all the time. This matrix, this has been ordering of rows. This is the ordering of rows in here, based on the similarity matrix between all rows to all rows. This is this triangular uh, distance matrix where all the distances between rows have been stored in here. And therefore, this dendrogram or hierarchical clustering can be done on this dimension, which essentially clusters all the rows. Yeah. We draw it in here, rows versus columns. But for the rows, you can do this all against all distance matrix, all against all uh, distance matrix for the columns, and then just apply the clustering. Uh, the there are some details, of course, you could imagine that how do you store this distance matrix uh, exactly? Is it this lower triangle or is it upper triangle? Uh, there may be some small um, details, how do you do that? Uh, when you change, merge two clusters, you have one, instead of two, you have one cluster left and you have to recalculate distances to every other. So how do you do that exactly? There is a little bit of uh, uh, technical details. You may plug in um, some of the priority queues so that when you, your, idea, uh, your goal is all the time find the smallest value in the triangle, but when you merge two, you recalculate the distances, right? Maybe by recalculating, getting the smallest distance and comparing to previous smaller distances, maybe you need some priority queues. <coughs> Okay, and then I teased you to, uh, with this image last time. Um, so what is on the picture? You remember?
There are some that are really dense, some that are not so dense, uh, some rows that are really dense, um, some that are not so dense. In this case, you could apply very simple uh, sorting of the most darkest to the left, uh, lightest to the top, and get this one. This is works in this case, not all of them. But in this case, it, it, it would work. Uh, and when you do this uh, kind of um, matrix visualization in here, you have some blocks, and then you go to the next. So basically, you can start. If you think that underlying data is actually a graph, of the, if this is a adjacency matrix of a graph from node to node, uh, is there a connection or not? Then you st can start actually comparing this representation to some graphs. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Um, this is the Bar Joseph et al. That was the paper that I mentioned, that they, they had this example, this clustering. This is about this data, this is one clustering, but optimal ordering would give, give you this one. And note in here that uh, on this data, what I just told you, that the lighter ones should be on top, does not work, because they are exactly the same uh, lightness. So in here, the method uh, trying to minimize changes from one to next to next to next um, is something that was needed. Optimal ordering in hierarchical cluster analysis. Uh, <laughs> this is not uh, uh, for you to remember all the all the things, but the thing is that um, matrix reordering, seriations, by clustering, matrix visualization, block clustering, co-clustering. Uh, maybe cellular manufacturing. Maybe some people are doing applying clustering in very specific context. So, so you you can you come back to the same kinds of tasks from different communities, and there is a lot of uh, parallel work possible uh, in different communities. When the scientific community is so large, then you start naming the same thing with different names across different communities. Uh, okay, so, so what, what is common in all of these cases that, uh, well, you should notice it's not the same data, right? It's not the same, it's different types of data, different features of the data. Um, and you could say that uh, your algorithms should somehow be able to deal with these different types of data. This is the Pareto seriation, just uh, dark to light, dark to light sorting. Um, this one does not conform to this type uh, tiling or, or checkerboard uh, block in here. Um, so you could attempt different um, uh, 
different things. But what is common in all of these cases? How would you how would you formulate what is the objective measure? For one state, you can calculate some function that is your objective measure, and then you could ask, okay, let's apply simulated and leading or whatever to try to maximize this ob uh, objective measure. What is objective measure, for example? What do we want to achieve? Ivo knows that. Well, well, we probably want that so that, so that the uh, outcome or that, that it was that it would be readable. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Read, what is readable? Well, that uh, it confirms to some kind of well, metric or uh, so this this result is well according to some metric. Uh, okay, you're thinking very much in mathematical terms, but but somehow in how would you say that visually what is what has been achieved on these examples? They are all different data. What, why do we say that this is has some order? Well, because uh, well, the data with some large blocks large. Yeah, and there, carry on. Well, we want to achieve that she wants to help you. <laughs> no, she's happy that uh, I'm not teasing her, right? Well, yeah, I think what, basically what we want is that well, we want to arrange that in some kind of order that well, it results in uh, the large groups, in large blocks. Um, well, large blocks are blocks that are identical, right? Large blocks are the ones where, where the pixel sits around between the similar pixel, right? The large blocks are something that uh, where by pointing a finger you can say that, yeah, this is really harmonic. There are no single white left out elements in here, right? Somehow, like you could say that, uh, well, uh, guilt by association. I'd, I'll tell you who, are, who you are when I know who your neighbors are. I know that your neighbors are black, you must be black. Your neighbors are white, you must be white. Without any background meaning what the black and white means. So it's just trying to say that whenever you bring uh, values together, they should be maximally similar around the neighborhood. So. If this is kind of what you want to achieve, then you can say, hey, let's maximize the argument so that uh, we maximize over different permutations. One permutation gives you one value. Over all the permutations, we want uh, to maximize, uh, over all the permutations, we want to maximize the ordering such that when we go across every row, every column, that means every pixel in the data, every row, every column, every pixel or bit value in here, uh, for this pixel, uh, if this is 0, then multiply with this is 0, right? But for, for black dots, you want to maximize that so that all the four neighbors uh, on the previous, uh, so basically ij 
j plus 1, j minus 1, i plus 1, i minus 1. So that the neighborhood around the pixel, around the black pixels, north, west, south, east, uh, sorry, north, east, southwest, uh, these four <coughs> pixels should be also black. So one times if all of them are black, four, if only one of them is black, then where is the example where only one is black? In here, only one is black. Then you get one times one. Yeah? But this one has two neighbors black, so one times two, so this one is better. Right? So just maximize over, over this, uh, in this case over the blacks, so that the maximum number of black neighborhood is, what is the maximum number of black neighborhood? Um, this is north, basically north, uh, east, southwest, but you could uh, take all the eight neighbors into account, or you could uh, go into broader section, right? So large sections. Uh, so that is very simple. That is very simple. Yeah. Um, I would even say that okay. I don't know if, if only we count black. Uh, does it ex exactly hold for the whites as well? Um, Black value in the white neighborhood, if there is one single black in here, is wasted because it doesn't add anything to the score to maximize, right? So you want to maximize the number of blacks that are surrounded by blacks. Uh, so that is very simple. Uh, what is this? This is, the, again, maximize over the rows and columns. Uh, and this is the row. The some uh, this is this is like traveling salesman. You go from row to the next. Uh, this some distance measure so that uh, going through the all the rows you get uh, like traveling salesman problem. Uh, minimize minimize uh, the distances times minimize the distances when you go column wise. Uh, different orderings. Um, so th these could be very simple uh, uh, objective measures that you could pl plug in. Okay, um, I'm, because I'm using inner presentations, then I'm jumping over in here. I think. This representation of the of the attributes and towns or towns attributes uh, how is this represented these are the attributes and these are the different towns so black and white representation is really saying that uh, towns 3 1 and 8 3 1 and uh, 8 uh, 3 1 and uh, which so, sorry I, I was reading it wrong towns 8 11 and 3 uh, 8, 11, and 3. You can see that they are very similar. And there is from 3, there is one connection to, to, to 9. From, from 3, there is one connection to attribute 9, this one. So this is the graph and matrix uh, representation. So we can think of these as a graph or Maybe it's easier to under, uh, think of this as a matrix.
we can be, uh, compare um, rows or attributes by calculating correlations like uh, like distances. Um, somehow we are not interested in only single pairwise, but when we the chain sort of going from one to next to next uh, has to be uh, maximize the correlations. Um, and uh, okay, and then there is something that is uh, comes from uh, from from kind of statistical arguments about the correlation is that that uh, there is perfect correlation between x and y values in all these cases. There is uh, this is maximal correlation. This is negative correlation. When there is random, then correlation is zero. The point of clouds, well, basically correlation 0.8. In here, there is zero correlation in these cases. Yeah. They look like this cloud to the mathematics. So only by visualization you see that there is something going on important. But just to ask what is the correlation between x and y coordinate is zero. And this is the famous example where, where specifically few points have been put, where the linear correlation between the attributes is all the time exactly the same. The, the means, averages are exactly the same, but yet the data looks really different in all these cases. So just calculating correlations between x and y is not uh, always... Well, in most cases it's enough, but it would be uh, helpful uh, if the data is actually visualized. This is this kind of uh, argument. Uh, okay, and uh, some more real uh, data examples of the large matrices. You can take very large data, visualize it in here. Well, what, what means very large? It's not very large because you're, this is a uh, few hundreds by few hundreds. Your computer has 1,024 pixels times, or maybe 2,000 pixels if you have larger monitors by thousand something, right? So you don't have, you can't fit even the pixels, too many pixels from really large data on a screen. This data could arrive, uh, I think, from, from different uh, logistics, like uh, the super, uh, like uh, in the in the stock, how, how many uh, how many items you have, or in the logistics, I think yeah, the, some of the examples of linear have been coming, and from different uh, what are the frequently used items from the stock? Which do you need to stock more frequent, etc.? Some of the visualization of this kind of uh, data. Okay, uh, Leo Vohandu, uh, who is now I think 85 plus, so he has been working on these kinds of uh, things. He hasn't published too much, but he has he has been uh, working on uh, lots of uh, kind of methods for. In statistics, he has background in statistics, and Dina Lee did his PhD on this kind of ordering. So, I will show you just one example of the heuristic that doesn't optimize one function with the complex optimization techniques, but rather works in a very simple manner. Sometimes it produces nice results, sometimes it doesn't work, right? Because the method may depend on the data. You, you don't know what, is a, what the data looks like until you uh, try the method. 
What conformity is sort of trying to uh, identify are, are the black sheep or outliers, or, or turn it around, the conformity somehow would like to identify what is the most common feature in the data. Um, so these are some, again, examples of high conformity or high similarity in this block cluster. Whatever the data is, does it come from bioinformatics, some other, doesn't really matter. But there is a block of similar rows where these values have been somehow similar. Right? So you can visually immediately identify these um, features in the data. Okay, um, we have the binary matrix. Six objects, five attributes. What is the conformity here? What is the most common? What is the most common feature in the data? What is most common? How do how do we think? What is the most common? What is what? Well, at least you can say that attribute 2 is 4 times 1 and 2 times 0. So 4 is more common value for attribute 2. Right? So you can count the frequencies of, of 1 twice, 0 must be 4 times. In here it's 4 and 0 is twice. So this is the count of frequency of 1s in these over the odd objects. So what would be the most common, most typical uh, representative of this data now? We have counted the frequencies of every attribute. What, what would be the most typical? It would be 0, 1, 0, 1, 1. I don't know, 0, 1, 0, 1, 1. Wow, there even is one like that. 0, 1, 0, 1, 1. 0, 1, 0, 1, 1. You could say that O3 and the object 2 both represent the most typical example in the data. Uh, the these frequencies in here was, the frequency was uh, of zeros was 4, frequency of 1s was 4. You get these values for the particular either 1 or, or 0 in here. And of course these you can sum up together and the most frequent rows stand out immediately by maximizing this conformity score. So these are the most uh, uh, most uh, uh, conformant to the data. You get the score, and you could, uh, I, I guess, you could directly sort this data. So this is the least conformant. Right? Two, three, six, four. Two, two, three, four. No, two, three, six, four, five, one. You could apply this conformity score directly for sorting. I didn't get, well, how's the value in the each, each cell? Was, 
Zero. Count of zeros was four. Therefore, this value is four. In here, one count of ones was two. So the frequency of ones in general in the data is two. Frequency of zeros is four. So these zeros are more common, more conformant for first attribute, more frequent for first attribute than ones. For discrete data, you can just enumerate and say which is the most common attribute. And then you go across over all the attributes and you identify that objects 2 and 3 share the most common attributes uh, across all the data. You could think that you could, uh, for example, uh, sort and then, uh, but then the difference between 5 and 1, yes, 1 is the least conformant, but I think in fact how this works is you, you take the most conformant things, you take them out, and then you repeat the process for the remaining ones. Uh, we did this for, for attribute frequencies, but the same goes for objects, that uh, frequency of ones, uh, which, how many, uh, how many attributes have been set is only one, and zero, four times it's not set, so you can sort of uh, count how many attributes have been set, three, not set, two. You get, you just do the same on the, on the rows, you get one, four, 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 in this way, and then you get the conformity score. So attribute two is somehow um, represents the most common value uh, for the objects. In here, uh, zero has been found common in here, one has been found more common than zero. It, it, <laughs> I always get point. It, it's so that simple uh, idea in principle, but I always get confused. What the magic happened? I tried to implement uh, this, uh, well the implementation is of course relatively simple. You can, you can do that with the data and, uh, and you can play around with this um, and you, you will be always amazed. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. The, when I was uh, a student, I was, uh, uh, I don't even remember which year, I, I think I was still a student. Leo Bohanda was presenting in Tartu and he was telling stories about how they were analyzing some data from Estonian, um, sort of like measuring the, the groundwater levels in different sites, so numerical data. And of course, in the same region, your measurements should be relatively homogeneous somehow. And by some kind of very simple uh, analysis saying that, oh, but this one is somehow outlier as compared to the neighborhoods. And somebody had done the practical joke to these guys, uh, cutting off one meter of the measuring stick. 
So, and somebody, somebody comes back with a computer kind of analysis says that there is a problem. It's like black magic in, in those days. Uh, so let's, let's see how this example was. Yeah, so we have these conformity squares. 20, yeah, this is now sorted by the conformity score that we got in here. Sorting in here, sorting in there. 2 and 3, 20, 20, 18, 16. Yeah, so this is now sorting on this. At least the most common thing, the most common objects and attributes are brought together. You get already kind of block uh, clustering in here. Although it does not say that uh, there should be always zeros in here, I think. Because the zero could be also very conforming uh, attribute value if that would be somewhere high there. But I think the method usually tried to identify the most common things and then uh, eliminate them, uh, them and then keep analyzing the rest of the data. Uh, if the method is so plain simple, you have the data in a SQL database, you don't want to fetch the data out, and then you do the simple SQL query that calculates this on the, the database. <coughs> you find the, found the uh, syntax error in here? <coughs> I was opponent, but uh, clearly I did not uh, care about the thing. I did not copy paste it into the um, SQL. Uh, but somehow, yes, uh, you, you can make, you can even, you, you can program in different languages. Obviously, in this case, it was programmed on data in, in SQL. You can implement some of these uh, techniques e easily. So in this case, you say that you can instantly deploy the method on top of the data. Um, so when you look at the data, again, the pluses, minuses, crosses, whatever that means. So looking at the graph data, this node, having this attribute or this to that, relationships or reordering, so these kinds of specific locations in here may mean different things, like it depends on what is underlying data, what the, like, like the one we asked, who is the, the, who is the most lovable uh, person or somehow the most happy couple, or what is the most uh, prominent uh, dominant player in the supply chain. So this could be something like, uh, depending on, on your underlying data, some bottleneck machine in manufacturing or excellent position in supply chain from one to the other. You cross from one community to the other. Uh, or miserable love in psychology. You cross from one to the other. Uh, depends really on, on the underlying data. Uh, and how this was all done in the old days, uh, was by manual work. So this is your matrix. You can put sticks through the matrix, take one row and reposition it to the other place. The row remains intact. Uh, you can reorder the rows. 
or if the blocks have both ways, you can take the entire column and reorder the columns. Um, I did have this slide. Inner made uh, some small, uh, got the, the small toy made for his kids so that you, you can take just cubics through, through the, well, basically put through the holes and then um, so that you can break this manual. Uh, and, and this is how the science was done in, in those days. Okay, any uh, questions? Any? We had a uh, data set of these binary matrices, 0, 1, small, 0, 1 matrices, text files, very simple, 0, 1, not even the bits. You don't need to store every 0, 1 in the bits, you just store them in bytes, byte matrices. Uh, reordering would be easy, so this is some, something that is very easy to play with, uh, kind of data, but, uh, but we, uh, you did not get this for homework, so you got instead the RGB. Uh, uh, values instead of the binary matrices, which, by the way, um, you could take the RGB values, convert them to a single grayscale value by just taking the sum of RGB, and then you have a smaller paper, and then you could play with that. It's it's entirely up to you. 